You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome back to the Quarter Life Crisis. We talk about all the things that people in their 20s and 30s go through. I am Soraya. I'm Daryl. And this is... Kavita. So, you know, when you are at this point of time in your life, I think this is something a lot of people in their 20s and 30s go through. Your parents start to ask you, mm. Hey, when are you getting married, huh? But um, Daryl, maybe you didn't have the experience. Yeah, I think in one of our previous episodes, we spoke we, about marriage. Marriage, yeah. Right. And just to recap, Soraya, don't get asked too much about relationships. Yeah, my parents don't uh, care. <laughs> my parents, on the other hand, wanted me to be a priest and wanted me to stay a bachelor for life. Oh and yeah, so unlucky for them, uh, it seems quite unlikely for now. <laughs> You're not becoming a priest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so today on this episode, we have another very, very controversial Trusting experience from Kavita. So, Kavita, what's your story? Oh, wow. Um, my story is my parents have been trying to get me set up in an arranged marriage for the past six years. Six years? Yes. And it's been a very interesting and intense experience. There's good as bad, but I think one of the funniest part of the story is not just your parents are the one who's asking you when you're getting married. Every uncle, auntie, grandmother, <laughs> cousin's cousin, cousin's best friend will come and ask you. So when's your turn? And you're like. So I'm assuming it's not just festive seasons, lah. It's, it's not. It's, it's every throughout family <laughs> group chat. It's like everyone sends a good morning flower. And then when are you <laughs> getting married? Huh? Is it like that? Is it? <laughs> I mean, like, everyone wants to know what's happening in a mm. way. Whenever you meet someone, they will be trying to hint. So, are you seeing someone? What's Mm-mm. happening? And then when you get slightly older, they do get even more passive-aggressive. They would go to the extent of like, oh, you know, you're getting old. It's not easy to get people anymore. <laughs> your pool is getting smaller. Everyone your age is getting married. What is wrong with you? But um, you're, you're not old at all. You're like my age. You're 30, right? Are you even there? Yes, I am. <laughs> That's like 16 Indian terms, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, it's just interesting that, you know, you're, you're saying that your whole family is invested in this because, okay, disclaimer, I know Kavita, we are friends and you are one of the most self-sufficient, I don't need a man. I know you want to be a mom, but you, I mean, I, I know that you are independent and you're yep. fine with that, you know? Yep. So like, what is it like having your whole family on your case all the time, nagging you to get married? It really depends. So on one hand, you do get your own share of entertainment without having to look for it because your parents <laughs> do bring them to you. Literally served you on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> you, you meet a lot of very interesting guys you would, <laughs> might not, you might otherwise not meet. Um, so you get your own fair share of entertainment. But you also can feel frustrated because sometimes what you're looking for and what your parents are expecting it can be very different. Mm. Um, and it takes tons of difficult conversations to get to a place where you and your parents are aligned and after you come to that particular place that you want to be at it's an even more bigger struggle because the other side that you're looking for needs to also come to that point so are you embracing it the whole idea of arranged marriage or I don't know if this is the right way to say it or are you being like uh, put in a position where you gotta do it embracing it for sure I think I've had these conversations with a few of my friends and again like I know people who have had very successful marriages okay. to arranged setup, mm. and there is 
advantages and disadvantages. The advantage would be when you meet someone through an arranged setup. The number one misconception people have is you're forced into it. You're not forced into it. Mm. It's no different than your friend setting you up with someone else. Right, right. So your parents will be like, hey, we know this person. Um, he comes from a decent family. We heard about their backgrounds. Do you want to consider this person? Mm. However, you, you have the mindset that you are in a time crunch. So you go straight to the most important conversations. Married. Uh, yeah. Like your first date would pretty much be like, where do you see yourself? What is what is the concept of marriage to you? Do you want to have kids? When do you think you want to have kids? So these are conversations that perhaps when you're dating, you might not want to have very early on. Yeah. So, right. so you yeah you skip a few yeah. steps. Yeah, you skip. Just like, what's yeah. your star sign? Exactly. <laughs> what's right? your favorite ice cream flavor? It's like no, we are planning to build a future together. We have to, exactly. you know, really lay those foundations. So yeah, you, you you just end up being at a point where you cut all the noise and you go straight to fundamentally who you are and who the person is and do you think that he and you can actually share a future together? So um, I mean, ballpark figure. What is the timeline that like you set for yourself generally I think very common is if you meet someone through an arranged setup what they would try to do is within a few months like three months they would try to finalize whether both the parties are interested and whether they would want to proceed to marriage mm. and then they would start the conversation of like yes let's get into this um, and marriage would gen- would take about within the year within yeah. the same year of meeting yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay. Um. Very rarely do they actually extend unless it's something happens or like yeah. It's very rare. Yeah. Mm. I guess I just wanted to like take a few steps back and ask you about the process. I mean, you said this has been something that your parents have been doing for six years. Uh, how was that? Like, how did they find the prospective suitors? Do you call them suitors? Like the grooms? Yeah. How did they even introduce them to you? Do they have like a, a a folder? Like, how does it work? So, in an Indian community, it's word of mouth number one, and mm. there are actually people who do it as a professional service. And like matchmakers. Yeah, matchmakers, and you also have online matchmaking systems. Systems, um, like shadi.com and matrimony.com so it's um, like tinder but for arranged marriage yes yeah wow okay although my parents were looking for six years to be very fair to them i think the first three years or four years was just them spreading the word hey if you know anyone like my daughter's single and like I'm, I'm sure that we would like to meet them but then when you get into a service where you get a matchmaker or you get you got online that happens as well and just to clarify things in your case it's not just your parents looking for you and you have these matchmaking uh, sites and and matchmakers doing it for you or it's just in my particular case it's mostly just my parents and word of mouth ah, usually okay. through their friends yeah does love factor much into it oh my gosh I feel like I'm <laughs> approaching it from a very corny standpoint but how does that factor into an arranged setup apart from my experience if I would to share a few of my friends I know a couple of them who fell in love during the process okay. and they were extremely mm. happy um, some of them had very interesting stories as well where they had rejected the guy because mm. they did not feel that he was right but remained friends and eventually fell in love and then came back a few months later to their parents saying that I actually like the guy I rejected around. Oh, that's a rom-com waiting to happen that's I actually know. really cute it's super interesting <laughs> yeah. I thought it was actually so cute how that happens and I have also read and heard from stories of friends and friends' parents and they say that actually it's because you cut through all the you know all the nonsense you just know what you're here for yes so you don't end up you know just playing that game the chase the game does he like me he likes me not no because you know what you're going into together as a couple as a partnership yeah you are 
ready to do the work to make sure that it it has longevity. I think one of the most interesting statements someone has told me while I was going through this experience was in an arranged marriage setup, you're not marrying the person, you're actually marrying the family. Mm. And what that means is because your families are involved, there is a natural tendencies for both the families to get along. When you are going through the stress of arranging a marriage or even your first few years of your marriage when you're going through that trying to understand each other, because your families have been involved from the beginning, they tend to also be involved in helping you through that time as well. So it's kill two birds in one stone. Lah. Just yeah. Cutting out one barrier. <laughs> then yes. the usual, you know, okay, we got first, don't need to tell our parents. And then maybe a few months later, okay, maybe I should introduce you to my parents and then we we go for dinner together and, and then there's a worry, oh, I don't think so, they like me. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 But in this case, because they're already so involved... Because the parents have to like you first before the guy, right? So they're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> that, that, that is seriously, that takes the burden. I mean, it's so, it can make you so anxious, you know, worrying about meeting the parents. But yeah. like, in, in all seriousness, is this something which uh, your family used to practice so meaning like your parents uh, were arranged your your relatives oh, yeah, is, is it something which which is normal for your family or is just your parents my parents were arranged but most of their family members have all gone through love marriages as well so it's a right. mixed it's a fair balance and my parents have always been pro love marriage they've been hopping on me on like just go find someone on your own. Oh, why so, are you torturing me? So, oh, oh okay. yeah, so very actually, interesting. They were supportive of you finding yes. your. Oh, yeah. so and, and they're just doing this just to help you, lah. In a way, yeah. Right, so it's like okay, we'll f- we'll just scatter a lot of crumbs, and yeah, and then see where the breakcrumbs lead to, right? In a way. <laughs> so we did have the conversation. There was a point of time I do remember where they did ask me, "Would you want to go and find someone on your own, or would you want us to hop out?" Mm. Um, and I do remember I was very occupied at that time and I said you know what I don't mind I mean yeah like I said I have friends who've gone through it and I've seen their successes so I was very open to the concept behind it actually Soraya what would you think would happen if your parents asked you the same thing hey, do you want do you want us to help you out uh? if we find a nice guy for you a uh, good looking guy can help you <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel so I say yes Soraya <laughs> <laughs> the thing is I, I can imagine the kind of guy they'll find for me I'm like I'm good I'm, I yeah. think it'll probably be some nice yes. doctor Taofu skin <laughs> the very goody goody ones yeah I had to filter through that for like the first two years before they finally understood that was not my type ah Oh, right. so, they're like he's so nice and I'm like no, he's very sweet I do agree but it's just not there <laughs> it's not there. Ngam la, right? I mean, how many prospective grooms have you met over the past few years 20 I guess okay. that's actually less than 20 I wouldn't so the process of arranged marriage it really depends on which avenue you're taking but generally how it goes is if there is a prospect available what they would normally do is exchange um, photos mm. but if, even the same online like you would see the person's picture it might sound shallow but you would based on the pictures you'd be like okay do I like the guy do I not like the guy and then from there you pick someone that you like the pictures based on and then you say I would like to speak to the person mm. um, it, it's almost like Tinder it's, it is like yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny how you say it's shallow because everyone does it yeah <laughs> no, it's whether you arrange marriage or not if someone are around our age if they're single they're definitely on Tinder or Bumble <laughs> and, mi- and mind you Tinder or Bumble your first 
point of action is looking at their pictures than their description. Yeah. So if he's your, he looks like your type, you swipe right. If he doesn't look, you swipe right. If you're a bit, if you're a bit iffy about the guy, then only you read his description. Yeah, and then only if you're very, you're quite like, yes, you know, I like his description. He doesn't have any of those pictures. Okay, can now I'll say, hey, you up? Okay, maybe don't. Start. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been <laughs> <been laughs> like, hey, you know, that is parents, you up? Hey, uncle, auntie, you up? <laughs> okay, I don't know. I haven't been on Tinder in many years, but I mean, yeah, it, actually, there are some parallels then yeah. between the two processes. They are not as disparate as some might think they are. They're not that different, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. The most interesting thing is if you try out like Shadi.com or Matrimony.com, their interface is exactly how Tinder looks. Like. Oh, you swipe right swipe. or left, swipe. and then only when you click on the person's picture do you actually find out their details. Huh, yeah. it's really not that different at all. So the only other difference they have is that in an Indian matrimony, you would have about 20 filters that you can choose from. You could a lot choose, of filters. You like could choose their education, you could choose their location, you could choose their height, their color, their body build. I think you can even choose their blood type. I don't oh, know why but apparently oh, wow. um, oh and their and their food consumption so like some of them are vegetarian oh, some okay. are like um, non-veg okay that's important yes. that's so practical because um, if you're going to build a home together you need to be able to eat the same things yeah. and um, habits like do they smoke how much of a drinker they are wow. obviously that's assuming that the person who built the profile is telling the truth lah. well of course yeah. they're liars as well lah. I mean <laughs> if you look at like Indian matrimony 99% of them will be I am a social drinker or I don't drink or I don't smoke oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all, and I'm all a doctor and I'm fair and what else and I'm a doctor six, engineer a lawyer if not I'm just not there yeah and, I, and I'm six feet four always yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and It's a two-way street, right? It goes both ways. You're analyzing all these details about them, but they're analyzing you as well. And I think one of the things that you really have to go with is have to develop a thick skin because you can potentially get people you have never met or who have no idea who you are judging you, say, based on your appearance Ooh. or judging you based on what they deem is facts. People have given me feedback that I'm too short and I'm like average... I. Believe I'm yeah. above average height. Yeah, you are. You're definitely not short. <laughs> um, I've had a very interesting feedback once where the mom had rejected me because she felt my wrist was too big. <laughs> wrist. Yep. Of all things. <laughs> Wrist. Yeah, I think it was a very nice way of saying I was not skinny enough. I have no idea. I really don't know how she got the science <laughs> behind it. Her concept was women with big wrists tend to put on weight after having child. <laughs> What oh the God. hell? So they, they, they do judge you for this kind of wow. thing. And very harshly oh too. Now you got me thinking about my wrists. Oh no. It can <laughs> be pretty can. brutal. Right? It can be brutal, yeah. <laughs> so you have to have like thick skin and it and can get people down after some time. So you said you've met about less than 20 suitors yep. anyone has gotten close to matrimony yet well yes I was actually engaged to someone but oh we, so you were engaged yes but we ac- broke up after some time because I think the engagement like I said right it's quite rushed and after the engagement a few weeks later we just thought that we were not very much aligned as well and that brought up a lot of questions on like compatibility as well as like are we having the same outlook in life so eventually after some point of time it was better to just call off the whole thing than to proceed forward with it but yeah. I mean you had already planned to a certain extent yeah um, so obviously the parents were very very excited and they were um, looking forward to a marriage happening And I think even for us, when we first met, you look at the end game as marriage, right? And I can say from personal experience is 
one of the mistakes you can possibly do is you're so focused on the wedding that you forget the marriage life after. It's also quite interesting when you start planning the wedding, you kind of realize what the person's opinions are, what the person's taste is, uh, what are the disinterests, as well as what are your own skills of compromise and negotiation. Because if two parties are extremely controlling or demanding, then it obviously leads to fights. If two parties are also very passive, then it just becomes a really terribly planned wedding. Planning the wedding is almost like a Getting crash your car. Yes, yeah. And the stress will obviously bring out the ugly in you. Mm. So you get to see the person who for who they are. And it's also a good conversation to have where are you sure that this is the rest of the life for you? And for you, like from the point of meeting that person on your first yeah. date and to the point of getting engaged, how much time do you think you personally need to really figure out that person? So inclusive of all the engagement planning and getting to know that person really deep, how how long do you think it's enough time for you to figure that out? For me personally, I would say to really truly understand someone, mm-hmm. you would need at least two months to three months. Till, um, till you decide whether you want to get engaged or not? Yes, yeah. And then you can start planning everything and you can move forward. In an Erin setup that is very, very hard, I have had friends who got engaged within two weeks of seeing a person. Wow. wow. I have friends who had never seen the person until they got it on their engagement day. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. So they were in different countries and they had been speaking to each other for about three or four months. The first time she had met him was she had gone on a trip to uh, where he was located for a family trip and uh-huh. he so happened to be free and he just dropped by the airport to say hi. That oh. was the first time she met him. Mm-hmm. And then the next time she met him was on her engagement date and the third time she met him was on her wedding day. Wow. And this was over a period of like nine to eight months, eight to nine months. Oh man, that's like, if you, it's like if you think of that in like dates, the third date is maybe, I don't know, bowling. <laughs> But yeah, it's right. Like, no, third date is the marriage. Third it's, date is a marriage. Go, I guess going back to your story as well. I mean, you decided to to break off your engagement. Yep. How difficult was that decision to make for you? I mean, did you feel like you know our families are involved? We're letting people down. Did you feel that at all? I think I wouldn't call it a regret. One of the things I would have hoped that I could have done better was to have made the decision earlier on my own, mm. because it is a very hard decision to make when you have. Families involved. Okay. Everyone yeah. has an opinion. Everyone was trying to analyze and like pick out the piece, uh, bits and pieces of why are things not going well. Um, and it's even more complicated because a concept of compatibility is, I would say, still a very modern generation kind of a thing. Mm. Versus for a traditional, the previous generation for them is like, is the guy a good good guy? Does he have all the good characteristics? Is he in a good job? Does he earn well? Then what's your problem? Can mm. you raise a family and yeah. things like that? Right. And they're like chemistry? Yeah. No, and you chemistry are like, no. is you study in school. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> oh, no, they'll be like, everything will come after marriage. You're like, oh, oh. man. So do you feel like maybe you, you kind of let it continue for a bit longer than it needed to, than, than it should have because of the pressure that you felt? from um, um, because there were so many people involved I was not strong enough to make a stand on my own okay yes there's a lot of pressure la, yeah say. there's a lot of people you answer to and sometimes it just feels like you know what let's just go with it and see what mm. happens mm. and then until the point where you actually reach a breaking point you're like no you know I okay. need to make a call right now mm. if you don't mind I want to ask you a personal question at, at the current point 
What is the progress like? Have you already found someone, or you still actively meeting new guys? I am back to dating, which is great. My parents are back to bright uh, groom hunting. I think we've gone back to normal. Obviously, things have changed a bit. People learn from your mistakes or what you deem as mistakes, and you don't want to repeat the same thing again. Mm. So more cautious. In terms of me, I'm just like dating, but not going to jump in really quickly. Okay. Yes. So yeah. extra careful. Yes. A bit more cautious. Do a bit more research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a police report on him and see what happens. <laughs> Check on him. <laughs> Send him a bunch of personality tests and chemistry yeah. quiz. <laughs> Background check. Yes, <laughs> like ten links to different personality quiz. Please fill them all up. <laughs> okay, I know what check. I'm going to do later. <laughs> key in your birthday. Key in your yes. girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I guess I also just wanted to pick your brain about this. I mean, you know, for. People that I guess maybe are listeners in their twenties and thirties who are looking for love, looking for a relationship, and ultimately looking to get married instead of family. Some of them might think that arranged marriage is a no-no for them because they might think, "I want to fall in love. I want to find my own partner." Do you think that arranged marriage has a place in contemporary society? My personal opinion is it really, really depends on your relationship with your parents because mm. it can get very strained when your parents are involved in this process. Because obviously they would get exhausted if you are rejecting every single person. So if you have a very good relationship with your parents and you have a level of trust and understanding, then I would say be open about it because you never know. And they obviously have a, a circle of friends and families, um, so they could introduce someone that you never expected to meet. However, if you are coming from a point where your parents have a complete viewpoint of where you are, then I would say tread carefully if you are. That's the part mm-hmm. that you are picking. Uh, do you think uh, the method of looking for relationships, like arranged marriage, do you think it's it's a dying method, or do you think it's it's something that would probably go on for the next few generations as well? So, very interesting point is that arranged marriage now is more popular amongst uh, Indians who are living and working in America and um, Australia or UK. So, Indian mar- Indian marriages in Malaysia, you would still find more love marriages, mm. but. Um, for professionals who are in um, US or in London um, the concept of in arranged marriage still exists mm. um, and it's it's a multi-millionaire business for them as well oh um, so it's pretty huge it is it's huge wow. it is a huge market it is it is um, a very exclusive market as well I mean if you ever want to get into it you could earn money from it really so I don't foresee it dying but it has evolved yeah. definitely it has evolved a lot like one of the most important things is it is no longer being forced upon brides you get a say yeah you don't, Yeah, you get a say you are not like this right. is the guy this is who you're going to marry you have no say yes it does happen but it is now an anomaly as compared to today where okay here are some options who do you like right mm-hmm. so I guess the, the stereotype of arranged marriage is a very very old method of arranged marriage yeah. that people have and because like generally different. yeah if you tell me arranged marriage I mean my, my perception will be something that is forced like you're getting married to this person regardless whether you like it or not because yes. that's what I had and, I'm, and I'm, I don't know if I can say it for everyone but I think most of us we have that, that perception yeah. yeah but it's really interesting that we're hearing your perspective which is so different yep. I think from what a lot of pre- people have as their preconceived notions mm. of arranged marriage you know it's, it's not like you're being dragged kicking and screaming down yeah. the aisle right and let's say let's say you if you told your parents tomorrow you know what I just want to do this on my own 
I don't want you to be involved. Would they be okay with that? I think they'd be more than happy. They'd be like, please do. Is it because they're tired or what? Um, <laughs> she's so picky. We can find here all these guys. Like, oh, the one, the one, the one, the one. Because I, I do send them on the dates first sometimes. Oh my God. So they're like, I can't be like 60 years old and going on dates. What is wrong with my daughter? <laughs> you send them on your dates. So I do. Sometimes I do. I Sometimes I'll be like... It's your filter filtering process. Yeah, it's my filtering process. Yeah, so yeah. so my, my dad is like, I go on more dates than you do. <laughs> uh, I know Daryl said there was this final question, but I also have a question for yeah. you about your own hopes for your future. For me, I'm still in that whole zone of like, I do want to try and find someone. I do want to start a family. I do really hope to have kids. But I'm also in a mindset where I don't want to get married for the sake of getting married just because I want to get this thing done. Mm. I want to make sure that it's with the right person. And if I have to wait, then unfortunately, I will have to wait. Else, I am perfectly fine where I am right now. Yeah, I think you are definitely a self, like I said already, a self-sufficient person, career-driven, motivated, and you've got so many things going on yep. mm. that, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Things will just fall into place eventually. Yeah, but you got to put the effort in though. <laughs> you got to put the effort in. Oh, your parents will <laughs> have to put the effort in and go on all those your dates. Go on the date. I'm like, can you just go on like the next 15 date and then I'll just turn up on the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so so much Kavita for joining us on this episode of the Quarter Life Crisis so if you've been enjoying our very funky intro outro music we would just like to give a shout out to the guy who put that together it's Nidusmas Music that is Samsudin backwards you can find him on Instagram and uh, Daryl do you want to mention his Instagram handle yeah so his Instagram handle is N-I-D-U-S-M-A-S-M-U-S-I-C so Nidusmas Music Samsudin backwards and um, that's it for this episode on the Quad Life Crisis, I'm Daryl. I'm Soraya. I'm Kavita. Uh, till next time, then.